edition of Curveballs and Chair Shots. My name is Brandon Tanguma. Sitting beside me here is my lovely and esteemed co-host Dominic Hopson. Dominic, how are you doing today? Today, Brandon, I am excellent, fine, okay, great, good, Dan, wonderful. My name is Dan. I said Dan. and Not Dom? It's Dan? It's Dan, Dan. Dirty Dan? Sure. Okay. Okay. It is... Brandon, how are you? I'm fine. Can't okay. complain too much. Okay. It is Pro Bowl week, which means it is the week before the Super Bowl, which means it is Royal Rumble weekend. Got a lot of stuff to talk about. Oh, God. I know, I know. But first, it's technically not Dominic's picks. Because we don't have any picks to really do unless you want to talk about the Pro Bowl. But it's the Pro Bowl. No one really gives a fuck about that. So we're going to talk, I think, mostly about what happened last week. And then preview maybe a little bit the Super Bowl, but we're definitely going to go more in-depth next week. So last week, I went 2-0 and to bring my overall playoff record to 7-3. and Dominic, just the way he is, being a perfect 500 citizen, going 1-1, and yep. which brings his overall total to 5-5. Five and five. Don't know why you have to be so perfect all the time, jeez. I'm not perfect. I went 7-3. and I didn't go 10-0. and Yeah, but you know, you're not 500. You're not even. We're only separated by two games, but 7-3 and three, it looks a whole hell of a lot better than 5-5. Five and five. Oh, thanks for rubbing it in now. I'm sorry. So, the game that Dominic did not get correct was the Tennessee Titans losing to the Kansas City Chiefs 35-24. Dominic thought that the Chiefs, or the Titans, were going to just keep running it down everyone's throat. They jumped out to an early lead. The Chiefs fall behind like they did two weeks ago, and then the Chiefs do what they do. And they just don't stop scoring. Go on a roll. So... Dominic, your thoughts on the game overall? They were, they kept, I guess you could say, Derrick Henry in check. He only got, I think, like 69 rushing yards. Very nice. I mean, I was, I think uh, you were at Stockton Con. Was that what it was called? It was called Stockton Con. So, I went there on su- Sunday. I was not able to see the football games, but I was able to watch the key plays of this game. I was able to watch the Patrick Mahomes run live and the deep bomb to Sammy Watkins. So... I saw, I saw the key plays. That's all that matters. So, basically, I'm watching this game, and I'm like, oh, crap, the Titans are winning. We were texting and that, back and that's forth, where and you were feeling yourself. That's where I text yourself. you the, the, like, the, like, the, oh, my God, kind of the, you know, gif. And as soon as I said that, the Chiefs scored a touchdown. So, right then and there, I already knew I just jinxed myself, and the Chiefs are going to win. Should have changed my pick, but it's too late. Now, the Chiefs have not been in the Super Bowl for 50 years. Very important for them, very nice of them, because they get the the Hunt Trophy, Lamar Hunt, I think that's what his name is, which is the owner of the Kansas City Chiefs, the creator of the Kansas City Chiefs, so good for them, and they will face the San Francisco 49ers, because once again, they absolutely demolished the Green Bay Packers 37-20, the score wasn't even that close, it was a lot bigger margin of victory than it actually says, Green Bay Packers went on a little bit of a run late, but 49ers ran it down Green Bay's throat. Once again, I thought it was going to be a little closer than, I guess, technically it was a closer matchup than they faced off in the regular season, but it was the same exact thing. 49ers just running down their throats and getting a big old lead. 
Well, my my thing is, uh, you know, I, I think Green Bay could have won that game if uh, Aaron Rodgers had at least one other receiver, core receiver to throw to. Um, having just Adams is not good enough for Aaron Rodgers. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, I said that they the only way they could have beat the 49ers if they played a perfect game, run the ball, throw the ball well, keep the 49ers run in check. Obviously, they didn't do that. So we're going to preview it a little bit, not go super in-depth. Just right now, Kansas City is favored by one and a half over San Francisco. The over-under is 54 and 54 and a half. We're gonna, obviously, it's probably going to move a little bit, I think, by the next week when we talk about it again. But Dominic, your thoughts on the Kansas City Chiefs being the favorites right now, a week out before the Super Bowl? I mean, I think any team... Um, let, let me rephrase. I think either team between the Niners and the Chiefs, um, if you pick it, you have a legitimate shot of winning. I don't think... It's hard to really pick one team over the other. Um, I mean... Got both got amazing quarterbacks. Both have some great receivers. Both have a decent, decent running backs. Um, their defense are both really good. So it's kind of hard for me to, you know, really go in depth on who, you know, how do I feel about Chiefs being favorite? You know, who do I think is the better team? Who's going to win? It's going to be really hard to decide. I'm definitely wavering on who I'm going to pick. It's like San Francisco has just been just dominant all season long. Kansas City, we know what they can do. They were able to hold Derrick Henry in check, but it's I don't know if I would say it's harder to hold the 49ers run game in check just because they're just so dominant up front. Dominic, would you rather have a Derrick Henry, just one workhorse, and just run it down everybody's throat, or would you rather have a perfect scheme, as perfect as you can call the 49ers scheme, and have a work, you know, have a uh, a backfield where everyone just kind of shares a load? Which one do you think is harder to stop right now? I think harder to stop right now is the the multiple scheme people sharing each each touch, um, just because you can lock down one runner. They put that new guy in who maybe is a little bit quicker or maybe has a couple extra different moves. They've been running the hot hand consistently. Tevin Coleman was hot. Raheem Mostert set all these types of records last week. Yep. And uh, I'm completely blanking on the other person's name, and I'm pretty sure you're not going to help me out on this Frank one. Gore. No, he plays for the Bills. Because nobody circles the wagons like the Buffalo Bills, right, Dominic? Sure. Yes. Oh, okay, thank you. Matt Breida. There we go. That was the other person. Matt Breida. I just had to think about it for a little bit. I, I, gave, you the ch- I gave you the second, that's why. Thank yeah. you. See, perfect one-two punch right here. Yes. Then the over-under, 54 and a half. Do you think, would you take the over or the under? Do you think it's going to be a shootout? A lot of people think it's going to be a shootout 49ers have shown they can do that you remember you gotta you gotta explain to me what what over i don't remember this why you're my bookie 54 and a half dominic is the total point scored do you think it'll be over that or do you think it'll be under that oh i think so their points combined would be either 54 and a half or less or more um i'll probably say less so you think that it's going to be a defensive game, and you think that both the 49ers can hold the run game of the 49ers in check, as well as the 49ers can hold the just speedsters of the Chiefs in check. Yes. 
All right, we're not going to go, obviously not going to give our picks this week. We're going to go in-depth next week. But we're going to still stick with the football. We have some, I guess, sad news on both sides. Oh, who died now? Well, no, no one died. We have a few careers that maybe did. Oh. Eli Manning announced his retirement officially today in a press conference. He is retiring from the New York football giants, retiring from football in general, and just everyone's talking about his resume, his legacy, obviously winning the two Super Bowl MVPs against the Patriots, including the perfect season that the Patriots had. Dominic, I know this is a complicated one, but is Eli a Hall of Famer? Let's see. Super Bowl MVP. Two-time. Two-time. Super Bowl champion. Two-time. Two-time. Um, maybe the last few seasons weren't his best, but could he keep playing? Yeah. But I think uh, if you're going to be considered a Hall of Famer, you know when it's the right time to hang up the boots, and he hung them up. Career record. 117 and 117. Probably going to be your end. When we finish this podcast, we combined all your Dominic's picks. You're probably going to end up being exactly 500, just like Eli. So you're He's also led the me... league in interceptions three times. So you're considering me the Eli Manning of this podcast. Does that make me Peyton? I'll give you Peyton. Okay. I'll give it to you. Studio audience is Archie. Sure. Some, somewhere kind of in between both of us? Sure. Okay. All right. I... This one is kind of difficult for me because it's like I feel as though I have a high standard for the Hall of Fame. I think I'm more strict on the Baseball Hall of Fame than the Football Hall of Fame. I think Eli is going to get in. Now, does he deserve it? Sure. Why not? I mean, it's just a Hall of Fame. Who really cares? But if you just kind of – my rule of thinking is like if you have to think about it, like how much of a Hall of Famer is he actually? I mean, he's he was good. He had two all-time great Super Bowl runs, but you can also say like the defense carried him those seasons, and then the other... Was Strahan on both, both those title ones? Sure, why not? Sure, why not? Sure, why not? I'm not going to look into No, he was with one of them. Sure, why Probably not? Probably the first one. So. Sure, why not? But definitely the defense on both of those Giants teams were just absolutely monsters. And you look at the stats, I mean, he's top mm-hmm. ten in kind of all the important categories. He's won two Super Bowl MVPs, only like Brady, Montana... Bradshaw, you know, other, you know, all these other top five greatest quarterbacks of all time have done that stuff. But yeah. it's just like Eli. It just, it's not like a slam dunk like the other Hall of Famer we're going to talk about later on in the show. But I'm just kind of wavering. I, but I think at the end of the day, he's going to make it just because it's Eli, it's the Mannings. See, I, I, I necessarily don't think he's going to be like. I mean, don't get me wrong. I don't think he's going to be first ballot. I think yes. people will waver. And he's definitely not a first ballot Hall of Famer. But then I also kind of think like, oh, is there really a difference between getting in first ballot and second ballot? I think so. But then when you go like second to Larry Walker, who just made it on his last year, is there really a difference between all that? Not really. But I'm not like super going to die on the cross about Eli not being if in. If he doesn't get in, you're not going to cry about it. Not really. I mean, it's the baseball. It's really? the Football Hall of Fame. It is 150, according yes. to the studio audience. Now, let's move on to maybe a current NFL player. Hasn't played in a, a very long time, but we have some more. Antonio Brown oh, shenanigans, Dominic. Damn. No Kaepernick news, but okay. the uh, 
people apparently in the media aren't talking about the last time the 49ers were in the Super Bowl, saying it was like 94 when actually it was 2012 with Kaepernick and everything, but that's beside the point. Antonio Brown, former Steeler, former Raider, former Patriot, maybe former football player at this point. Okay. We've had some more shenanigans with him. It's been a while since I think we've talked about him, but there has been some stuff going on. His agent, Drew Rosenhaus, dropped him last week. Didn't exactly talk about it. We got Evan Dore at the ba- in the background. <laughs> Anyways. Sorry, that was a really loud laugh. I'm sorry. That's just hilarious. I'm sure the mic's picking it up. They probably are. Yep. You're blowing your nose. Anyways. Yes, Anyways. Antonio Brown gets dropped by his agent. The agent says that if he gets help, then maybe he'll reconsider picking him back up as a client. And then, in these last few days, there's apparently some sort of altercation with a moving truck driver. There's details about maybe he Antonio Brown didn't want to pay him, and then he beat him up or whatever or another. Originally, the trainer gets arrested, and then there's several witnesses, and I think it was basically the trainer takes the fall, but really A.B. was the one doing all this shit. And there's a video out there of Antonio Brown Skyping with the judge or whatever to get his arraignment. And he's out on bond now. He does have an ankle monitor and not looking so good for AB right now. And he has to do some uh, drug and alcohol treatment and stuff like that. And you will also get a a mental evaluation, which I think, you know, you never want to hope anybody goes to jail. But just kind of when you're in this predicament, it kind of shakes you and it kind of forces you to do all these different things. And I'm hoping that this will make A.B. get his shit together. I'm not entirely sure about okay, that. Okay, but do you want him to come back to the NFL? I want him to get his shit together first before he goes to the NFL. Okay, I'm saying he gets his shit together. Would you want him back? Would you, If you're an owner... I don't care. If you're an owner, would you want him back? If I'm an owner, probably, because you can get him for pennies on the dollar, and he's probably... You put him in right now, he's still a definitely top 50 receiver maybe like is a top 50 like it's a, that, that's a big deal it's hella fucking low okay how many teams are there in the NFL Dominic how many teams are in the NFL 32 and then times that by two that's more than 50 so he can be a second string receiver for any single team day one math Dominic sorry god but I mean he looks good I assume he, he's still staying in shape he posts videos all the time of him doing drills and running routes and stuff so People, there will be somebody out there who will give him a chance, but I think it's kind of like some of the Astro and Red Sox stuff going on right now. I don't think any team really wants to sign him yes. because they know that there's still the investigation with the NFL in with the sexual assault or domestic violence or whatever, and there's something's going to fall where he's going to get some sort of suspension, and I think teams are going to wait for that to fall through and yeah. go through and until they actually make a move like the Saints. Saints are really talented. I think they probably wanted to sign him and do something, but I think they knew if they did sign him, he was going to be suspended for the rest of the year anyway, so it's really not worth signing him. Or you get a repeat of what he did with the Patriots or the Raiders, and that's not what we want. Do you think we ever see Antonio Brown play professional football, also the XFL? We haven't even talked about the XFL. They're going to play in two weeks. But Uh, I don't think he's going to play for the XFL. I think he might play for the NFL one day, but I think... If he doesn't get his shit together by the beginning of next season, then it's going to be really difficult for him to be seen as a viable signing. But, I mean, how many times have we seen people I mean, leave Richie Incognito still has a job with the Raiders, and he's been through so much shit. Exactly. I mean, what, what's that NBA player? Uh, bird? Who was the Birdman? 
Anderson? Chris Anderson? Yeah. I mean, didn't he go through a bunch of shit and he still had a job for the longest time? What did he do, What did he do, Dominic? Didn't he do a bunch of drugs? I don't know. Just like Al Trebek is dead, according to you? Trebek has always been dead to me. Wow. Take that back. I won't. Studio audience has a message. Wonder from who? Wonder. Now, let's move on to some Isn't baseball. Trebek Canadian? Your point? They don't like Canadians. There's a short list of people that I tolerate. Kevin Owens, Kenny Omega, Alex Trebek. They're cool. They're cool okay, Canadians. Okay. Okay. Then, let's move on to some baseball. We have the Hall of Fame announcement. Only two players have been selected into the pro the Baseball Hall of Fame. Larry Walker gets in on his very last year on the ballot. Derek Jeter, first year of eligibility, gets in first ballot, as he should. Gets 99.7, I think, percent of the vote. Misses by one to be unanimous. 396 out of 397. Honestly, who is the one person that did not vote for Derek Jeter? We don't know that. That Maybe. person should be fucking hung from a ceiling. I want to know what their rationale is. Yeah. Because you can say, like, oh, Mario Rivera was the greatest closer reliever of all time. Is Derek Jeter the greatest shortstop of all time? Probably not. And it'll look deep into the numbers, but he probably is not. Definitely not the greatest Yankee of all time. But I think it's kind of people looking back and like, oh, Ruth, Griffey, Mays, McCovey, all these people weren't unanimous Hall of Famers and mm-hmm. they're better players than Jeter, so I'm not going to give him that one vote. But obviously... This is a idea in thinking that has been kind of dying. Obviously, we have Mo last year and Jeter this year almost making it. But I, I really want to know what that one person's thinking was because I can I can understand it. Doesn't mean I agree with it. I mean, it's one of the things where you know he, to my in my opinion, it was the face of the Yankees for the whole time. When you when you thought of the New York Yankees, you thought of Derek Jeter. You didn't think of A. Rod, didn't think of Ichiro, Jason Giambi, Posada, you know Rivera, fucking. Because at that point, it's like you're almost voting against him because you're like, okay, I know he's he's gonna get in first ballot, but I'm not gonna vote for him just to spite him, and he's not gonna be unanimous. Yeah. So you're kind of like you're, you you know he's getting in, but you're just not gonna vote for him to spite him, and that's what I kind of think is like a dick move about it. As you fight the mascot. My dog is fucking pissing me off. Because he's a huge Derek Jeter fan and he didn't get unanimous. He's unanimous? Unanimous. Anyways, the other Hall of Famer that gets elected is Larry Walker. Last year on the ballot. I kind of wonder, like, if he didn't get elected this year, what makes it different than the other 13 years that he was on the ballot? Obviously, I don't think he's a first ballot Hall of Famer, but you would have thought he would have made it by now. Maybe it was there were some stacked ballots late in the year or late these last few seasons. There's also the year that nobody was inducted into the Hall of Fame. So then why didn't Larry Walker make it that year? Just kind of things that make you go. Hmm. I mean, my honest opinion, um, I don't think he should have got in. My honest opinion. Sorry. I mean, do do you think he should have got in? I mean, I know he's in, but. I don't exactly have the numbers in front of me to kind of stack his numbers compared to all the other people, but 
he's kind of one of those people similar to Eli where it's like, yeah, he was really good player in his day, but there's so many people that I would say, like, keep the Hall of Fame. Barry Bonds, Roger Clemens. Now, I am one of those people who would vote for Roger Clemens and Barry Bonds. I, pr- I wouldn't vote for Mark McGuire or Sammy Sosa, but I would say Bonds and Clemens just because, yes, they probably used steroids. They did use steroids, but they were just all-time great players, and even when they weren't allegedly on steroids, I think they were still Hall of Fame caliber players. I, I can't take the dog right now. He's really pissing me off. I can't ignore him. I'm sorry. Why don't you just, like, hold him down and just tell him to shut the fuck well, up? Well, I don't want to yell on the fucking microphone. Shut the fuck up! You know? But then you just did. Okay, hang on. You keep talking. While Dominic wrangles the dog and tells him to shut the fuck up, I will introduce the next topic, continuing on with the baseball talk. A's Fan Fest is tomorrow. We will be going, including the studio audience, will be going to A's Fan Fest. What about the mascot? Mascot, I don't think he will be there. Oh, okay. But last week, the Astros held their Fan Fest because, you know, Royal Rumble. Dominic, where's the Royal Rumble taking place this year? I think it's in Houston, right? It is in Houston at Minute Maid Park. And the Astros, first time we were able to see the Astros players in public, and they kind of, sort of, talked about the allegations and the suspensions and everything that's been going on. Altuve said, oh, you know, we're going to win the World Series next year, guaranteed or whatever. Him trying to play the underdog store, which I don't think is going to be a very... People aren't going to be cheering for them, I think, if they do make it to the playoffs or the World Series. Alex Bregman was like, oh, the commissioner made his report, and that's that, even though the commissioner said that you guys were cheating in 2017, so why don't you talk about 2017 and also the bullshit. Alex Keuchel talked about at White Sox Fan Fest, he's pretty much the only Astros player right now to formally apologize and really talk about this situation. And the Astros, similar to what we talked about last week, the Astros are going to schedule a spring training apology. Don't exactly know the extent and what it's going to be, but that is when the formal press conference talk, all that stuff is going down for the Astros. So my question is, as a baseball fan... This is not, you're not an Astros fan right now. You're not an A's fan. You're just a baseball fan. With them apologizing, does that make it, does that give you the okay for, you know, does that make it okay for you? Or do you think there needs to be a lot more repercussions? Well, in the report, they said there's going to be no player suspension, so you can't suspend any of the players. You can't do any of that. But I think it's something that they have to talk about. It's obvious. I mean, in the report, it was all basically stated that it was all player-driven. Yes, Alex Cora was the main coach who was behind it, but this was all player-driven for the most part. They were banging the trash cans. They were doing a lot of the relaying. So it's not like, yes, all the suspensions and everything went onto the Astros organization, but the people who are actually doing all these things were the players, and the players need to at least talk about it. And if they come out and they start deflecting and like start doing this BS, whatever, trying to play the underdog role like Altuve was doing, it's it's not going to fly. So, what do you expect this spring training apology to be like? What do you expect it to be? I expect it to be, hopefully, what I would want it to be, is they come out, they all have a joint statement, 
and you trot out, you know, the stars or a majority of basically all the players from 2017 who are still on the Astros. And I think they need to individually or whatever, you know, take accountability, say it, this happened. We're so sorry. It didn't happen. I don't know if you want to say like, oh, it didn't happen every single time because you're kind of making excuses, but you need to take accountability for what happened and whether it be true or not, tell everyone that we're moving in a new direction. This isn't going to be us. We're going to be a whole different team and all that other stuff. If, uh, if you were Astros ownership, would you tell, do you think there's anything, do you have a part in the apology? Would do, would you say, I expect you guys to take ownership, take responsibility it's been proven that you guys, you know, that we did cheat. I want you to accept it. You know, like, do, is there any part the owner will play in it, you think? I think the owner has already kind of done his part. He did the statement when he let go of Lunhow and Hinge. So he's kind of already said his part. But I definitely think if the manager and the GM are hired by that point, they need to be there as well. Maybe a separate one. You do a player's thing, and then you do a GM manager press conference later on in the day or separately, whatever, that they explain, they take questions. And kind of similar to that, the Mets, out of the three teams who are looking for managers, they have hired a new manager, Luis Rojas. He is an in-house, whatever, coach. He's been with the team for well over 10 years. Didn't play professionally in the majors, I believe, from what I looked up, but he's been with the Mets forever. He is a son of Moises, or Felipe Lou and brother of Moises Lou, I forget, I'm mixing up, I forget which one's which, but he's related to the Alus. and I think this was a good choice. The Mets could go in-house because they technically weren't involved in these scandals. We've kind of talked about that the Red Sox and the Astros need to go and look for somebody else outside because people are going to question if they were a part of it, then you're still hiring some dirty people, but I like the hiring, I guess, but he didn't really impress me during the press conference today. Well, I mean, your my opinion, I think, and don't and don't take and I hope no one takes this the wrong way. I think players make great coaches. I mean, there's yeah, you can say, you know, you love the game, you watch the game, blah 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 the game, blah blah the game. But like, I feel like if you haven't stepped on the diamond, you don't know what to expect. You don't you don't know how hard it is to you know to hit a 95-mile-per-hour fastball. You don't know what it's like to be playing third base on line drive comes at you. Like, I feel like, you know, players are better coach. Players make better coaches than, you know, hiring anyone else. How do you know he never played baseball? Exactly. He probably played baseball. He didn't play in the majors. Just saying. Majors, you know, got to play in the majors. You know, Boone... Uh, you know, Washington, you know, Bochi, uh, Melvin, you know. You're really running to steam here. I'm surprised you're not really kind of jumping in here, man. Come on, well, bro. I watched the introductory press conference for the Rojas, and he was fine. He wasn't very charismatic. He was a little boring. He was answering questions in Spanish and English. I think it's a good hire just because he was with a lot of these core players throughout their 
rise through the minor league system into the major, so I think that's a good move because he has a connection with these players. I don't exactly know how he's going to hold up in the New York market. Yes, it's the Mets. It's not the Yankees, so it's not going to be as crazy, but still New York. And he did kind of seem like he was a little in over his head, a little shy, a little nervous, which should be expected. He didn't think that he was going to be in this role going forward, and then just in a matter of a few weeks, he's now the manager of the Mets. But I don't know if you would say he's on a short leash because he's not very proven, at least on the major league level. Yes, internally he's been very good and has a good reputation, but uh, we have to stay tuned to find out. I mean, I don't know. I, I Obviously uh, you don't know. I don't know. I'm not going to try to pull something on my ass just to bury the kid, you know, or, you know. You know, I'm not going to try to say anything about it. I'll just say I think players make better coaches. And because he hasn't played Major League Bowl, he doesn't, you know, to me, he doesn't, uh, you know, yeah. Now, on the other front, the Astros and the Red Sox. The Red Sox have stated that they are willing to go into spring training without a manager. What do you think about that? I think it's fine. I feel like professional baseball players don't need a manager. And how would you know? You never played the game, Dominic. Brandon, you want me to smack the shit out of you? Well, I'm just trying to use your own logic against you. I mean, it, to me, it's just kind of like you're playing. First off, you're playing a game. Let's be real here. It's a game. Okay? The lifestyle. You don't need someone to be like, oh, hey, Timmy, choke up on the bat. Oh, hey, Timmy. You know, throw a fastball. Bro, you're a... How old are you and you're playing baseball for a living? You don't know what pitches you want to throw? Make the choice, Tommy. I thought it was Timmy. Timmy, Johnny, see... They're... Whatever. Let's talk about, uh... Felix. Felixy. King Felix. Oh, King Felix Phillips? Hernandez has signed yeah, a, a one-year deal. One-year, one million minor league deal with the Atlanta Braves. Your thoughts, King Felix? He got one year, one million dollars. Yep, that's it. That is it. Kind of wish maybe the A's could have scooped him up for that money. Yeah, shit. He's a. I take that back. He was once a great pitcher. He's kind of Hall of Fame pitcher, one might say. Falling off the uh, the wagon, some would say. But I, a one-year minor league deal, I would have gave him a one-year $2 million deal to pitch for the A's. Maybe 1.1. You know, maybe. you're an A's Axis member, so you have that kind of pull. Yeah, I mean, I, hey, Felix, talk to me. I'll get you in. Come to the Bay. Then we got uh, the curveball the and chair shots most talked about minor league, whatever, bench player, Joe Panic. Minor league, he is a World Series champion. Sorry. Joe Panic, Dominic's favorite player for some godly reason. We, we have to talk about him when he is in the news. Didn't even hear about this until I was scrolling through the what internet. What are you talking about? I, I stay knowing everything about Joe Panic. Then tell us about it, Dominic. He's going to the Toronto Blue Jays on a deal. A minor league deal. So he's a minor league player. God, he's going to get called up. You know he will. He's going to get an invitation to spring training. He'll probably be the 26th man, and there you go. There you go. So, Dominic, you're the Joe Panic guy, so I put this on the script so you can talk about your boy. How is he going to do up north? In the freezing cold? I don't know. I'm really scared, man. 
I think Joe Panic will make the roster, and yeah, you never know. Maybe he'll get traded. Maybe he'll get acquired somewhere where he's going to be utilized to his fullest potential. I know when he was on the Mets, he was only filling in for a certain somebody because they were hurt. Um, but, uh, you know, I, I think he'll be fine in Toronto. Even if he does stay in Toronto, I think he'll be fine. Um, there are teams, I think, that could use a second baseman. You know, one that doesn't cheat. But, um, you know, well, I just have to watch every Toronto Blue Jays game now. When they come and play the A's, we're going we're gonna, to we're gonna go watch them. Okay. Okay. That'll do it. For us, for curveballs and chair shots, sports. Ah, we're gonna move on into the wrestling. We got a big week, Royal Rumble coming up this weekend. Dominic, calm the fuck down. My legs hurt a lot. Why Feels like I went to the gym. Oh, what'd you do today, Dominic? I walked around everywhere. Oh, don't put BB. I don't know what to do. My legs hurt. My knee. Take a bike it in. Dominic, don't be a pill popper. Why? It's not good. Randy popped pills. Anyways, let's talk Not about... Royals, Randy Pops, RKO's. You just said Randy, so I didn't know who, what Randy you were talking I'm about. I'm talking about Randy Orton. Oh, okay. I'm talking about wrestling. We're on a one-name basis here. It could be Randy Savage. Shit. Go and grab your Randy Savage Slim Jims. Because my legs hurt. Yes, because Dominic's legs hurt. Now, AEW Dynamite, a taped show, was on the... Cruise, the Jericho Cruise Part de. It was a very intimate setting. The barricade was very close to the ring. I don't think there was really any dives throughout the entire show, but Dominic, first your thoughts on the aesthetic of AEW Dynamite this week. Uh, you used too many big words. What does that mean? You don't know what aesthetic is? No. Dominic, what, do you, what words do you know? <laughs> Not a lot. <laughs> and yet you have a podcast. We're supposed to talk. Is that why you say... Uh, I don't have a podcast. I'm a co-host on a podcast. Oh. Is that why you say you know every other word? Pretty much. Okay. Hey, I'm being honest. What did you think of the look and setup and feel? I of... figured that's what that meant, but I just didn't want to assume it. And then, you know, because you know, when you assume something, they make an ass of you and me, so. Don't make answer the goddamn question. I did not like it all that much. It did not, you know. Why? My opinion, it just seemed... I mean, okay. I, I know AEW is kind of... They're not trying to be so-called independent. They're trying to compete with WWE, so they're trying to be this bigger kind of marketing kind of, you know, player. But it just felt like too much like a PWG show. Just very close, intimate, you know... I didn't, Dom, I didn't. have you ever seen a PWG show? Yeah, I've been to like six of them. I meant like, you know, watch an actual DVD or whatever. Not YouTube. No. Exactly. I just wanted to sound cool, honestly. You want to sound like a cool wrestling fan? Yeah. Oh, you know, I've been... I, I, I named dropped a... I know about PWG, bro. Yeah. Reseda all day. Yeah. Even though they don't go to Reseda anymore. They don't? They're in LA. Oh. R.I.P. Reseda. Rosita. I thought it was a cool aesthetic, a cool look to the show. Sure. The wind definitely, I think, played a part in the miking and the feel and everything with the show. I think as though the crowd didn't come across that loud because I think they had to turn the microphones down because of the wind. Uh, the lights were a little too low for my liking because every time they kind of shot up from the ground, the lights were right in your face. But overall, I thought it was a distinct, cool look. I wouldn't want them to do that every quarter. But once a year... 
because they're going to have it next year as well. I mean, I, I, I enjoyed it. See, I'm probably... Maybe it would be different if we were there. I would probably like it more. Not just because I'm there, but maybe because it would be a different feel. But being that I wasn't, I was watching on TV, I kind of did not care for it. Let's talk about what happened on this boat. In the opening match, Kenny Omega and Hangman Page win the tag titles against SCU. Dump your thoughts. Okay. Honestly, Brandon, did you see this coming? I saw. I didn't read the spoilers. I didn't know that it was happening beforehand, but mm-hmm. I did think that this was probably the a good direction to go in because SCU. I was really feeling them. I think Hangman has caught a little bit of steam with this act that he's doing. I would assume the original plan was for him to turn heel, but I think at this moment, I think you look at the options of flipping it and having Kenny turn heel and keeping Hangman face because I think he's definitely getting over. And even with the promo afterwards, I think. Hangman was definitely a sympathetic figure with that interview with Kenny, the Bucks, and Tony Schiavone. So, if you're going to... If if what you rather see is Omega turning, um, if you turn Omega heel, does that mean you would want to, so to speak, have him in a faction like an inner circle? Or would you just... No more factions, Dominic. We don't need another fucking faction in AEW. Let's cut the factions into fractions, right? We get a heel elite. That's what I was thinking. The Bucks and Kenny turn heel. And then Hangman, Cody, and... Michael Nakazawa. Yep. There you go. Can dig that. Dominic, what about your thoughts on this whole thing? Because you asked Michael. My you thoughts. know, I, uh... You know, I was, I was kind of... No, I don't know, Dominic. That's why I asked you. I'm trying to articulate a thought, Brandon. All right? So, you know, if me saying I know, you know, I know, you know, let me give me a fucking break, all right? I'm trying to articulate a thought. My thought is this. I thought Hangman was going to turn, and then I thought, you know what, they're going to swerve us, and Omega's going to turn. And then I thought, you know what, they're actually not going to turn anyone, and it's going to be they're going to lose clean. But I was wrong. You're never wrong. I'm always wrong. No. I'm you're, 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 you're just... You're right just as much as you're wrong because you're a 500 predictor. As we showed. Is that an insult? No. Okay. I'm just speaking facts. Facts. Facts, Jack. Then, we got Britt Baker defeating Priscilla Kelly. Britt Baker being a little heelish and she cuts a promo on Tony Schiavone and I thought that Tony Schiavone was kind of... I mean, I thought the promo was a little awkward. I didn't think it came across all that well. But it is what it is. They cut her off, went to commercial. I don't know if that was planned. But Britt Baker being a heel, I mean, I guess it's better than her being a face. Salute. You're welcome. You know, it's better for Britt, but let's be honest here. They need uh, a real jump start in the women's division. Having Britt be a heel. Are you telling me that the AEW women's division is not very good? Yes. Breaking, breaking hot news. T- hot take. Breaking news. You know, send in the life vests, the rescue boats, because they drowning. Then we got Le Champion. Who's that? Chris Jericho. Oh, okay. You know, the, the person who was running this whole cruise thing. Oh, okay. With Santana and Ortiz defeat 
the Jurassic Express. Marco Stunt comes out with a little life preserver, life jacket thingy. <laughs> got over. That was a fun match. In the end, Marco Stunt was getting a little bit over on Chris Jericho, but in the end, hits the Judas Effect. Pin, one, two, three. Chris Jericho stands tall. You know, uh, I like the Jurassic Express. Um, I really like Luchasaurus a lot. I think, my opinion, they need to create another title. Like a United States or Intercontinental or, you know, light heavyweight, something like that, you know? I don't think Luchasaurus fits in the light heavyweight division. Okay, Intercontinental, something like that. Maybe television? Tell There you go, television champion. Boom. Boom. Brandon, you're a smart man, you know that? I try. I smart try. ass man. We get MJF taking on the bad boy Joey Janela, and after he gets distracted by Penelope Ford and Kip Sabian making out on the ramp, MJF takes advantage and gets the win. Then afterwards, we get a showdown between Cody and MJF. Cody says that I can't touch you, but the Young Bucks can. Super kick party, chuck MJF into the pool. I thought this was a nice segment, especially because I think now that they're going to do the whole stipulations with Cody and MJF, Cody is going to have to sell a lot. So I thought this was a nice way to get one up on MJF before MJF gets one, two up on Cody the next few weeks. You didn't think it was kind of cliche about the whole, like, well, Lloyd can't touch you, so of course the Young Bucks are going to come out. Of course there's a pool right there. You know, what they should have done is thrown them overboard. That would have been fucking amazing. It was a docked boat, so it wouldn't like have been too bad of him getting tossed overboard. Exactly. Because how cooler would it have been to see them hurl his Dominic, ass? I want to see you take a bump over a, over a cruise ship. Those I mean, let, are high. I mean, let, have what? you never been on a cruise ship? Those things are fucking high. That's scary. Don't be such a pussy. You're telling me you can't do a full flip like he did, like he fucking did, and land feet first. You can't just full-fledged flip and then land feet and first. And then you break your legs because that uh, that high up water is almost like concrete. Okay, then you take him down a little bit and you throw him out the side or something. You know, a little lower. Or you can just throw him in the pool. I mean, it was cool, but I find it a little cliche. You know, oh, I'm going to throw him in the pool. <laughs> you know. Okay, and then in the main event, we got John Moxley taking on Pack for the number one contendership to go up against Le Champion mm-hmm. at Revolution yeah. in a month. Le Champion was on commentary. I thought he did a good job. Moxley gets the win after a long, hard-fought match. I didn't think it was as good as their other match that they had in the early days of Dynamite, but I thought it was good enough. Moxley selling the eye. And still wearing the eye patch and whatever. Apparently, he was wearing that. He was wearing the eye patch throughout the entire cruise. Which shut up Moxley keeping the gimmick alive. Um, I don't know if I should ask this or not, but there's a picture that I saw that had Kenny, oh not Kenny, the Young Bucks, Cody Moxley posing for a picture on the, you know, in the ring. Like I thought Moxley was kind of like you know by himself, like. Dominic, what do you think of the match? I, I'm being honest here. Why, if, if you're, if you're trying to keep kayfabe alive, why would you do that? 
He doesn't hate the elite. He hates the inner circle. Yeah, so why can't he pose with the, the elite? I guess you're right. Whatever, Brennan. Dominic, this is a fire podcast right now. I thought we had a pretty good one last week, but I think this week just completely topped it. You're being very sarcastic, aren't you? Look at you. Your bullshit meter, your bullshit reader, very good. I thought it was broken. I was hoping you'd be like, no, Dominic, I'm being serious. I really think we're doing a good job. Well, thanks. No. You're not broke. <sighs> you're working just fine. You know, I'm sorry that, you know, it's hard for me to keep up on certain aspects of, of, of this podcast. You know, I work a lot. And I drink a lot. Oh, my day off. <laughs> I'm broke, Brandon. People would buy t-shirts from us. I don't know. It's okay, Dominic. You'll, you'll be fine. We'll, we'll be, be fine. fine. Now, okay, baby. let's move on to NXT. We got mm-hmm. the second round, or the semifinals, of the Dusty Rhodes Tag Team Classic, which I thought the finals were going to take place at Worlds Collide. But they were not. They will take place next week on NXT TV. Cool-hoo. Grizzled Young Vets defeat the Undisputed Era after a distraction finish with Imperium. And then the Broserweights, Pete Dunne and Matt Riddle, beat Imperium pretty straight up. No distraction from Undisputed Era. So we will get the Grizzled Young Vets against the Broserweights next week in the finals of the Dusty Cup. Was that Dusty Cup like you tried to burp or something? Or... No. You sound like Dusty Cup. Anyways. I'm fat. I might have been a little out of breath. Oh. <laughs> um, I, I, if I had to put my money on someone, I'd probably do Grizzled Young Vets. Um, not that I don't like Pete Dunne and Matt Riddle. I just feel like I think everybody expects them to win. So I think you got you to gotta do the, uh, you know, the uh, uh, the UK team. I think you just go with the Broserweights. I think it's fun. I know it's kind of what the Dusty Cup has been doing, where they just have the makeshift tag team win the whole thing. But they're the biggest stars. I don't think they're going to do a breakup angle and have Pete Dunne turn on Matt Riddle. I did enjoy the promo between Grizzly Young Vets and Broserweights, where they were talking about joint manipulation and Matt Riddle just completely spaced out. and That was funny. I enjoyed that. Because he was high? Because he's Matt Riddle. He's always high. Oh, okay. Now... Moving on to a match that might, or a match that was building to a match at Worlds Collide, Io Shirai defeats Tony Storm via DQ after Dominic's girl Bianca Belair comes out and attacks Io, attacks Tony. She tries to get the upper hand, but then Rhea comes out and blah, 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 blah. Tony gets the upper hand. She holds the title up high, but the full circle crowd was not with Tony. They were booing the hell out of her, which I thought was very interesting, but I think it just kind of shows how over Rhea is with that crowd. Good. I'm happy because I didn't want them cheering Bianca. Um, you don't want people like her to be cheered? No, I just don't think she would make a good champion. I think uh, Rhea, Tony, even Io would make a great champion. Have you done the Instagram face filter with which wrestler, which woman's wrestler are you? No, I did not. No, there was one. Have you not been on Instagram and seen like every single person? I don't. Doing I can't this? find them. Dominic, if you see somebody doing it on their story. You just click the top? Yeah, I know, and she has to find them for me. That's when I did the pig one, and I turned out to be a pig. Okay, Dominic, we're, we're going to go with this afterwards, but if you see, like, oh whatever... Babe, Loca. Kathy Kelly or whatever woman person that you see do it, you just click the little top where it says which filter it is, a little prompt will come out, and then you I haven't try seen it. any female 
in wrestling do it? Oh, because if it's not a bikini pick, you just pass fast forward. <laughs> not you, perv. Right, I'm the perv. Can we get going? Why, Dominic? Are you tired? Yeah. Oh my god, Dominic. We're doing this at 7.50. This is pretty much like the earliest we've done it in a while. I didn't need you to quit But I cooked bitching. dinner. I cooked dinner, Brandon. Yeah, grilled a bunch of hot dogs. Calm the fuck down. And that's down. really hard. Anyways. Gotta get the heat just right. We got Shayna Baszler taking on your girl, Shotzi Blackheart. And Shayna wins. And a good match. Shotzi... Gets some hope spots in, hits a sliced bread on the ring apron, but she gets choked out because that's what Shayna Baszler does. Chokes the bitches out. Was this a one-off feud? Are we going to see Shayna? You know what? We we can table that for another discussion. We're going to go straight to the main event. Keith Lee defeats Roderick Strong to become the new North American champion. Pretty straightforward. No shenanigans with Imperium. Imperium does come out afterwards, but Dominic, your thoughts on Keith Lee being the North American champion. Well, first off, is well-deserved. I feel like he, um, you know, long time waiting. Um, I'm actually kind of, I mean, like I just said, I'm happy for him. I kind of wish he maybe won it after the Royal Rumble. Maybe so at World Squad, maybe at TakeOver. him winning this kind of takes away the chances of him actually winning the Royal Rumble or being in it or whatever. I would say yes. Okay, I can see that. I can definitely see that. So then we get Imperium come out. We're going to get Undisputed Era and Imperium face off at Worlds Collide. And a little quick Worlds Collide talk. It's not a very high, hyped-up show, but I think if you look at it top to bottom, this is going to be a barn burner, a very good show with a bunch of great matches. You're going to watch it? I'm definitely going to watch it. I don't know if you're going to watch it. Maybe you know we can Isn't get it together. Tomorrow? It is tomorrow. Hmm. Can you Are name? Can all you name a single match besides Imperium Undisputed? Can you tell me how many matches are on this card? Just uh, name off all see. the all yeah, matches yeah, you can yeah, think yeah. of, Dominic. I'll, I'll be waiting. One, two. No, just te- just say the matches. Oh, uh, I know. I don't remember her name, but I know it's the redhead lady who's the champion is going against I think Mia Yim, right? That would be Kaylee Ray taking on Mia Yim in the pre-show. Mm-hmm. Uh, get the Imperium Undisputed. Um, and then you have... Is it Mustache Mountain? Or... What are their names? Trent and... Give me a guess, and then I'll tell you if you're right or not. Isn't it like Mustache Mountain going against... Uh, I don't know who they're going against. I know they're wrestling. Mustache Mountain is facing DIY. Yeah, see? Yeah. Yeah. Who's Finn Balor facing? Uh, the Finn Balor lookalike guy, right? That's not an answer. I don't remember his name. Ilya Dragunov. Yeah, I've never got that. What's the women's match? Tony Storm. And Bianca Blair, I don't know. We just literally talked about this like two minutes ago. Tony Storm took the belt, and people were booing her because they like Rhea Ripley so much. Which means, who's a women's champion right now in NXT? Oh, I thought. Well, oh, I guess it's Worlds Collide for a reason, right? Because you know, two brands are colliding, right? Which means it would be Tony Storm versus Rhea Ripley. Yes, Dominic. Rhea Ripley. 
Now, you know I do this because I know it really bugs the fuck out of you, right? Yeah, and it's probably bugging the fuck out of our loyal listeners right now. We don't have any listeners. How do you know? I just got hit in the head again. Now, let's move on to Raw. I'm going to talk about some things that don't really involve too much with the Royal Rumble hype. We got Seth Rollins and Buddy Murphy beating the Viking War Raider experience to become your new Raw Tag Team Champions. Dominic, your thoughts on the new champs? I'm pissed off. Why? Because I feel like they did that just to um, make the titles more relevant. Um, Viking Raiders are kind of, you know, like the team that no one can beat, so they have to, you know, they didn't technically strip them, but, you know, they take the titles away from them, so whoever beat, they can, the next team can actually beat Seth and Murphy versus Viking Raiders, you know, which will probably end up being the Viking Raiders. They'll get redemption down the line, and they'll win the titles back, you know, or, you know, maybe it's another team. I don't know. But I'm pissed off that they lost like that. But they weren't really doing anything, so. Well, fucking, ha- that's that's WWE for you. They're not. They don't have a good creative team anymore. Yeah. So, then we get some more hype. Shut the fuck up, Dominic. We get Brock Lesnar. I didn't say anything. Your facial expressions said everything. Bro, I've had like eight beers. You had like two. Had three. Had two. Shut the fuck up. Had two. Had two. Or is that still one? Is that still your first one? No, I drank the one outside. This is my third one, dude. Oh, that's why you're just so drunk and all I'm over the drunk. place? I'm relaxed, dog. I'm tired. Why aren't you tired? I'm a store manager, dog. I'm going to pick you up tomorrow and you're going to be still tired. Oh, you're yeah. You're going to have like 10 hours of sleep. Yeah, baby. Ricochet gets taken to Dick Kick City by Brock Lesnar. Do we get yes. a Ricochet Brock Lesnar no. thing happening? No. God, no. Did you even let me finish? Are we going to get a Ricochet Brock Lesnar showdown at Royal Rumble? No, I hope not. Because all Brock's going to do is throw his ass over the rope. That would still be considered a showdown. Well, I guess, whatever. We have a United States Championship ladder match. Andrade taking on Rey Mysterio, and Andrade wins after some interference from Zelina Vega. And I thought this match was okay. I thought it was a little too spotty, and some of the spots were a little over-ambitious, where they were kind of messed up a little bit. And I want to I want to make a statement. I want to redact something I said a long time ago. Uh, the LWO is never going to be coming. So You've been talking about the LWO since, like, episode 5. Exactly. I take that, it all back. You're finally coming to terms with it. Never going to happen. Yes. Then we get Humberto Carrillo coming to, I guess, kind of save the day for Rey Mysterio, even though he could have just came out earlier in the match when Zelina Vega was doing all of her shenanigans, but it is what it is. We're going to get a title match on Royal Rumble. We can preview that. But first, we got the main event overall, which I honestly forgot was even the main event. A mixed match tag team match. I don't know why I said match twice, but anyways. Bobby Lashley and Lana taking on Ruru and Liv Morgan. A very short encounter. I think it was like maybe six minutes at most. And Lashley beats Rusev. Dominic, I thought they were doing something with Rusev and he was catching some steam, but yet Lashley has beaten him two weeks in a row and Rusev is supposed to get some comeuppance on the woman who was cheating on him or left him or something or another and now he's lost two weeks in a row 
How is he going to get revenge if he's even going to get revenge? I mean, my, on, my honestly, his revenge is going to be probably him eliminating Lashley at the Rumble. Which means this is going to go out again until WrestleMania. WrestleMania. And he'll probably get his WrestleMania win and it's going to be on the it's going to it's going to be on the main card, which means you're going to have a really good match on the pre-show. Now, what do they do with Liv Morgan and Lana? They did the whole thing with Liv Morgan, I guess, being Lana's long-lost lover, and they really haven't even talked about that. Like, what are they doing I mean, with Liv? I mean, have is, is there going to be a culmination at the Royal Rumble where Liv eliminates Lana? Lana? Lana. Is that, you, is that how you say your name now? Sure, why not? Uh, yeah, probably. That's probably going to be the outcome. Is it's gonna? That's going to have to be it for both. I don't see anything, really, with this whole storyline going any further than what it is now. Now, let's move on to the Royal Rumble predictions, Dominic. Are you excited? Nervous. About what? There's nothing on the line. Well, then, fuck it. Let's get to it. We got, apparently, Sheamus taking on Shorty G. We don't really talk about SmackDown on the show because it takes place on Friday. We record on Friday, so no real reason to talk about a show we haven't seen or talk about a show that would happen a week ago. So okay. Sheamus returns, and he's beating up short people, apparently. I think he just maybe not squashes Shorty G, but I think he beats him handily. He beats the shit out of him, is what you're going to say, right? Sure, he beats the shit out of him. Why not? Um, yeah, I, I think Sheamus will win, and I'm actually surprised Sheamus isn't in the Royal Rumble, so... How do you know he's not in the Royal Rumble? That is very true. They could both be in it very much. Then we got a, another SmackDown match, a Falls Count Anywhere match between Roman Reigns and King Corbin. Mm-hmm. It's a Falls Count Anywhere match, so we could do a similar finish that we saw last time where all the goons attack Roman Reigns, but I'm, I'm hoping <laughs> that Roman just wins it here, gets it over with, but I'm also kind of scared that it's going to be Roman loses here so that maybe he stands tall at the end of the night. And that's that's a very, very big possibility. Um, I think uh, I think Roman will win, um, but I I don't know if it's going to be a match we really want to watch. I think it's going to be too kind of just Roman dominant, and I think it's going to end up burying Corbin. Then we got the SmackDown Women's Championship. Bailey takes on Lacey Evans. They've been persistent in pushing Lacey Evans because she knows she is a mom and a Marine. Mm-hmm. Bailey is her heel turn hasn't been super hot. Do you think they pull the trigger here? Do they delay it, or is this just a placeholder for whatever they're going to do with Bailey at WrestleMania? What else could she do to really make her heel turn be heel heelish? What else could she do? You think? I don't know, but big dog's thirsty. You know, you can ignore her. Why can't? Why do you want me to ignore her? She's just a dog. She's the the big mascot. She's the OG mascot. OG mascot. But anyways, I think you're just keeping on Bailey. I don't know what they're doing. Maybe just have Bailey and Charlotte or Bailey and Sasha at WrestleMania. I guess you can't do Charlotte because Charlotte is on Raw, right? Or is no. Charlotte's on SmackDown. Where's Charlotte? Charlotte's on Raw. Charlotte? Yeah, she's on Raw. Because she faces Sarah Logan in no build and we're supposed to care. Yes. But I'll go with Bailey. There you go. And then we got a United States Championship match. Andrade taking on Humberto Carrillo. Mm-hmm. 
I don't know what to really say about this because it kind of came out of nowhere. I didn't even know that this was a match until about a few days ago. I think, uh, I think in draw, I think it's gonna be a really, it's gonna be maybe, maybe the, uh, no, I, I, I don't think it's, it's gonna probably be just underrated. gonna be, a, it's gonna be a fast-paced six-minute match. Yes, I don't think it's gonna be an underrated match. I think it's just like you said, fast-paced six minutes, couple spots. Zelina interferes. Yeah. DDT, go home, boom. Yes, exactly. Reels guy in the room. So we got. I got to ask the question. We got the Raw Women's match. We got the WWE or the Universal Title match. Women's and Men's Royal Rumble. What is the last match on the show? Um, if I remember correctly, the Women's Royal Rumble was the last last year, right? Uh, I would. I don't think so. I think the men's was last last year. The women's match was last two years ago, and it was the first year. Huh? The first year? The first year they did the women's Royal Rumble. That was the main event. I thought the first one time was last year. No, that was the second one. Who won the first time? Asuka won the first one, and then Becky won last year. Asuka won the first one? Yes. You sure? Pretty positive. I think you're wrong. Dominic, would you like to look it up? I'm look, looking look up, up Women's Royal Rumble. Are you going to answer my question and what will be the main event? Uh, Men's Royal Rumble. Okay, the Men's Royal Rumble, Dominic says, will be the main event. So, let's go on with the Raw Women's Championship match. Becky Lynch, who won the Royal Rumble last year, take it on Asuka, who won the first ever Women's Royal Rumble, because remember, that was the year that both Asuka and Shinsuke won the Royal Rumble. Same year. Anyways. Oh, yeah! And Ronda Rousey came out and pointed, because that's what she does. I, I... Yeah, now you remember. And then, because... Okay. Yeah. I got you, Good fam. job. Good job, Dominic. I got you, fam. Now, I'm very excited for this match. I think this is the only real singles match I am excited to see, because I think they've been building this up very nicely on Raw... Becky Lynch trying to get over on Asuka. She just hasn't been able to get past her after Becky's been able to beat everybody. I think this is the one where she gets past her. I think it'll be a very good match. I like the match they had last Royal Rumble where Asuka won. Becky gets her win back so then she can climb a new mountain that maybe we'll see at the Royal Rumble. Ronda Rousey? We'll get there when we get there, Dominic. Sorry. This Raw Women's title match. I think uh, this is going to be the the match that really vindicates Becky's title reign. It's going to be the one that she is the last notch in her belt. As a, uh, she wins. Oh, okay. You didn't actually say that. Oh, you know, thought the way I was explaining it, you know. Was no, I don't know. I don't know, Dominic. You know, Brandon, if you don't want to be here, you don't have to. I want to be here. Okay, then. Okay, then. Okay. Then we got... So understand when I say you know. You know? You know? We got the Universal yeah. mm-hmm. title match. The Fiend taking on Daniel Bryan in a strap match. This is a way to get the title off The Fiend if you don't want him to do a job. Or you can beat Daniel Bryan without him doing a job. So who loses? I think Daniel Bryan probably loses because I think the ultimate goal is having Roman Reigns the big dog got to be the one to beat The Fiend, I think. But I also do kind of enjoy maybe having Dana Bryan take on Roman Reigns in a face-face match. 
kind of open up Pandora's box because Roman Reigns is probably going to get booed. But I would enjoy Daniel Bryan and Roman Reigns in a match at WrestleMania a lot more than Roman Reigns and The Fiend at a match at WrestleMania. Okay, if that happens, then who faces The Fiend at WrestleMania? Roman Reigns. Like I've just been telling you for the past... Okay, but if Daniel Bryan wins, who's facing The Fiend? Oh, you didn't say that. You just said, oh, who's facing The Fiend at WrestleMania? Oh my god. If Daniel Bryan wins the match, Brandon, who faces The Fiend at WrestleMania? Oh. Oh. Undertaker? Why not? Again? John Cena, who knows? Again? Maybe. But Dominic, who do you think is going to win the match? Well, I think it's going to be The Fiend. Because... Like you stated, it's a way for them to take the title away and not actually do any damage to his character. Um, but wait, I just I just made a redundant statement because I said I think the Fiend's gonna win, but it's a way they take the title away from him without hurting him. I think the Fiend's gonna win. It's a way to not hurt Daniel Bryan. And Daniel Bryan's going to be probably in the mid-card somewhere going for the Intercontinental with Shinsuke. Or he faces off against Sheamus because Daniel Bryan's short, and Sheamus hates short people. But Sheamus hurt Daniel Bryan. Almost cost him his career. Oh my gosh. Well, stay tuned to find out. Okay. Moving on to the Women's Royal Rumble. I'm very intrigued with this year's Royal Rumble just because... This is kind of the first time in a long time where I honestly don't really know who's going to win either Royal Rumble, Dominic. Right. Hey, your guess is as good as mine, brother. It's probably better than yours. Who's your guess? Well, my guess for the Women's Royal Rumble, I think there's only one clear-cut, obvious answer, and that is Shayna Baszler. She wins. She goes after Becky. They have a stellar match because Becky has beaten everybody, but she hasn't beaten Shayna. It writes herself... There's only like four or five women who have even been announced for this damn thing. Just have Shayna do it. Have her come in halfway through and just fuck everybody up. Set a new record for women's eliminations or something. Or even men's eliminations. I don't know. But I think you have Shayna come in and win. And that is really the only option, I think. Uh, I mean, I I like your pick. Um, I think you're wrong, though, Brandon. I think you're wrong. Then who was your pick to win the Women's Royal Rumble, Dominic? There's one clear-cut pick. One, how you can say she has a bad reputation. That lady is Ronda Rousey. She makes her return at the Royal Rumble, where she debuted. Got a minute. She walked out there, pointed at the sign very hard. Um, I think she comes out number 30 and gets the dub. Do we see, if you don't think Shayna Baszler wins, but do we get Shayna Baszler in the Rumble? Where do we, yes. So do you think, that I means Shayna, the thing with Shotzi, she's done, it was just a red herring, but now Shayna will go up. Maybe she faces Lacey Evans at SmackDown, God forbid. Maybe, yes. No. There's only two itsits in the Actually, Fraser I did Dominic. eat itsits, yes I did. Wow. That doesn't sound very keto. Hey, one coffee, one original. Anyways, now let's move on to what Dominic thinks will be the main event, the Men's Royal Rumble. And the big storyline going on into the match is that Brock Lesnar will be the number one entrant because he hasn't, doesn't have anybody else that he can face. So he's going to go in there and he's going to have a new challenge to conquer. Now, 
Brock Lesnar comes out number one. How important is that number two entry, and who do you think it'll be? I don't think the number two entry is very important. I, I think what WWE's gonna do is give it to maybe R-Truth, and it's just gonna be more of a gimmicky spot. It's not gonna be really, like, an actual, like, whole, God, this is cool, because it's Brock and this person. I think it's gonna be R-Truth, and it's gonna be just maybe R-Truth being funny, running around, maybe gets a couple punches in, the next guy comes in, R-Truth will get eliminated. Now, I have a little list here of people who might win, might show up, but Dominic, who is your official pick to win the men's Royal Rumble? And is it as clear as whoever eliminates Brock wins, or do you think they're going to do something that Brock gets eliminated by this person, but then this person gets eliminated, and that's it? Oh, that's a good question, Brandon. Um, I would like to think, um, and I'm probably going to get shit for this, I think if they were smart, they would f- they will finally let Braun Strowman get the W. So you think Braun Strowman is going to get the dub and win the Royal Rumble? Yes. Chuck Brock Lesnar? Yes. Even though Braun Strowman is a SmackDown wrestler, I guess they can flip and flop even though they're trying to be very strict on the whole well, thing. Well, isn't I thought the if you win the Royal Rumble, you get the choice to pick whoever whatever title you want. Yeah, but you would think that, since this is kind of the first official year of the hard brand split again, you wouldn't want to fuck it up, whatever. What, how, what do you mean fuck it up? When, John's, when Batista won the Royal Rumble, he had the choice between Raw and SmackDown. Yeah, he picked Triple H because that was a storyline at the time, but... But I'm saying, you have this hard brand split. Don't you think you want to at least keep it intact for an entire year before you start... Doing some flippy flops. Yes, I know they've established it before that you can do that, but why can't you just have someone on Raw win it for Raw or someone on SmackDown win it to go after the SmackDown? Okay, title? who on Raw? You would pick McIntyre. How do you know? Brandon, already, who would you pick? Well, I think there's a very short list of people who I think have an honest to God chance of winning this thing, and McIntyre is on that list. Mm. I think another person on that list is Aleister Black because he hasn't been devalued at all. He's had squash match after squash match. But I'm very scared that I think they're going to give it to Roman. Roman uses this to go on and face the Fiend. I think you can do something with a spot of Brock getting eliminated by somebody, be it Drew or Black or Lee or somebody. Orton. Orton. I doubt that happens, but okay. I'm a little scared that Roman's going to win it and it's going to be like mid-2000s all over again. Real quick, how you know? I, li- I like the idea of Brock gets eliminated by somebody and it's kind of like that's kind of the the first strike against, you know, that match building. What if he gets eliminated by, like, Keith uh, Keith Hawkins? Not Keith Hawkins. Kurt Hawkins. I don't think they're going to use Brock Lesnar. This is the, the main selling point of pretty much the entire Royal Rumble pay-per-view, is to see what Brock Lesnar does. I don't think they're going to use that on a funny haha spot with Kurt Hawkins. Like, maybe there'll be some funny spots in the match with Brock, mm-hmm. but I don't think you're going to use that equity of someone tossing out Brock Lesnar on Kurt Hawkins. Mm-hmm. You're going to use it to create a new star or a big-name star that's already doing something right now. Would you have a returning wrestler eliminate him? No, I think my short list of people who I think will win is either Black, Drew, Roman, 
and John maybe Cena. John Cena, and then I think Lee and Riddle are also on there, but I think those three of Black, Drew, and Roman are kind of my three favorites at the moment. And yeah. I think just out of pure, you know, just kind of thinking of what I want to see happen, I think I would want to see Alex Black winning. It's kind of just out of nowhere, and they haven't really done that. I think, you know, in a long time, just have someone just kind of come out of nowhere and they didn't put a full spotlight on this person, but it's the Royal Rumble. Anything can happen. Just give him the win and he can face Brock at WrestleMania. Do you think there's a chance that an NXT star wins and that's not Keith Lee or Matt Riddle? No, I think those Do you see Ciampa? Do you see Cole? Do you see... Well, they already did that last year with Johnny Gargano coming out. And I think Lee and Riddle are kind of the two that you would think would be the ones that you would want to see. Lee got the big push at Survivor Series, so that's yeah. why I would think Lee has a better shot at winning it. Yes, I know he won this, the North American title, but you can also say that they're putting the title on him to add some credibility to be like, look, he's a champion. He's a big deal. Yeah. And I think Riddle would be more of like the hardcore's pick because they want to see that happen. Yeah. Maybe we get Riddle and Goldberg in the Royal Rumble. That would be amazing, but I'm pretty sure that's not going to happen. Yeah, probably not. But I think if you're going to pick someone from NXT, it is either Lee or Riddle. And I think at this point, they're probably going to pick Lee. I think Lee is someone that I would pick and go with to win the Royal Rumble in its entirety if there's no politics with Triple H and NXT and all that stuff. But between the short list, I think I give it to Black just because he's the one person who hasn't been devalued, who they haven't done anything really with, and I think he can gain the most from it. Yes, Drew has been reestablished and yeah. coming back, but Black, I think, can gain so much more from it. Who's picking the winner? Do you think it's Vince, or do you think it's Hunter and Vince? It's Vince. Vince is the head honcho. Okay. So now turning it back on you, Dominic, your thoughts on the NXT person, whether it be Lee, Riddle, or somebody else? Well, I mean, I could honestly see uh, um, a couple of different NXT guys in there. I could, I, I do see Lee, I do see Riddle. Um, if it was me... Just trying to be a little bit different. Maybe I'll throw Bobby Fish in there. Maybe I'll throw Kyle O'Reilly. Maybe I'll throw um, a couple UK, uh, UK, God, what's fucking wrong with me? UK guys in there. Um, Trent Seven, maybe, or, you know, um, I would throw Walter in there. I think having Walter in there and you have Braun Strowman go in there too, that would be a nice little tiny matchup in there. Um, you know, uh, but. I, do I see NXT guy winning it? No. So. so since you want, so you think Braun is gonna win and eliminate Strowman and go over to Raw? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So any possibility, any chance you would give to either Black or Drew in that scenario? Um, if it's, I would probably give it to Black, um, because I feel like, you know, Brock being champion. I mean, not not to take anything away from McIntyre. I think. He's freaking amazing, but I think Black is more over. I think people rather see Aleister Black versus Brock Lesnar than Drew McIntyre versus Brock Lesnar. Unless they can build it to where McIntyre is a fucking babyface and just everybody wants him to win. And, and he's been getting it a little bit lately, but, you know, I would pro- if it was Vince. Vince's, cho- Vince's choice is probably going to be McIntyre. Everybody else's choice probably be Alistair Black. So if you say Braun wins, does this mean Roman is going to end up just facing the Fiend at WrestleMania? And probably. And then some popular some returns. People are saying Cena might return, even though there's real no evidence of that. Mm-hmm. 
and then also Edge. Edge is out there. People are saying that he's cleared and he can come back. So what do you what do you think of those two people? I think Cena is a higher possibility of him winning it. But I would say maybe there's a higher possibility of Edge coming back. Yeah, I don't think Edge is coming back. Um, I think that's just you know I I think maybe I think it's true that he's cleared, but I think he is. Um, he's smart enough that he understands that. Yeah, maybe I'm medical medically cleared, but I ain't gonna risk it. It takes one slip, one millimeter off of a move for him to be paralyzed or for him to be back where he was at a couple years ago. I don't think he, he may he like I said, maybe he is cleared, but I don't think he's dumb enough to risk it for a Royal Rumble match, no. Unless he's gonna make out with a crap ton of money. Now we didn't really talk about this on either Royal Rumble, but what do you think of the returns being on either the women's or the men's, any legends that you would say. They kind of really, especially on the women's side, the first one, they kind of used everybody up. So do you say they go back to that well, especially there's like really nobody even in the match to begin with? I mean, you'll probably see Bellas. Um, you'll probably get maybe Alicia Fox. Um, I, I really, I mean, I don't see, I don't want to see a, I don't want to see a Lunder Bra- uh, Blaze. Um, what about Medusa? Don't want to see Medusa. No, the same person. I didn't know who was WWE and who was WCW. Um, you know, I think you're going to have a lot of... Is your girl Paige coming back? No, as much as I want her back. They, they were teasing, you know, something yes. on backstage. So. She might have kids she doesn't know about. I wasn't going that way. I was going to oh. go on... WWE backstage the Fox show that oh. CM Punk and Paige were both uh-huh. teasing it even though I think both of them are not going to be at the show I don't think it will but if CM Punk does come out what happens to you? I cry okay there you, here you I don't go. think it's going to happen I think if they were to do it I think they would maybe hype it up a little bit more I don't know if you want to mm. do like a surprise return but it would be fun Men's side, I think Booker T, Harlem Heat, that's been rumored with Booker being from Houston. I think he's a, I don't say a lock, but I think it's a pretty sure bet that I think Booker T will be there. I mean, I can see Booker. I mean, he he's still in good shape. I don't think Harlem Heat will come out. I think Booker T would. I don't think Stevie Ray will. Okay. I think what you do is you would have Booker come out first, and then maybe get into some trouble, and then maybe... Uh, so Steve, Booker's Stevie 13 Ray and then Stevie Ray's 14? Yeah. But then with, like, Brock in there, and there's, like, I don't know how they would do it. What, so, you would... Okay, Brock itself... You know, shut the fuck up, Dominic. I didn't say anything. It's a very interesting Royal Rumble with a lot of different pieces to talk about. Moving parts. Moving parts, yes. 30 moving parts, one might say. Bang. In your Royal Rumble, you're booking this. When does Brock get eliminated? Is he the last person from... Braun tosses him out? No. When does he get tossed out? Brock is, like, the... F- Fifth to last. So he Brock's make... in there for a long time, put it that way. Alright, alright. We're going to have to stay tuned to find out. I think Brock does make it. I think he'll make it to the final four. Maybe final two. Mm-hmm. Maybe we, maybe we see a face turn from Brock Lesnar. Who knows? The question I want to ask before we sign off. What are the chances of Brock Lesnar winning the Royal Rumble? I think the chances, honestly, of Brock Lesnar winning the Rumble are pretty high. I think he is on that short list of people I kind of forgot to talk about him because I'm cynical of WWE. You go out there, have Brock run the gauntlet. You can have another person on that list to 
be number one to win the Royal Rumble, and just another person to put on top of Chris Benoit's name. There you go. It's a big name. And maybe you do the angle where Brock Lesnar wins the whole thing, and then we get the big surprise of whoever his match is going to be at WrestleMania. Vince comes out and says, this is your opponent, and it's CM Punk. And then he wears Roddy Piper's leather jacket and points to the WrestleMania sign. Yes, sir. There you go. Okay, we can sign off now. We can sign off for now, after an hour and 20 minutes. Oh, my God! And you weren't complaining that. I mean, you were still complaining, but, you know, we did it a little earlier, so you're not as cranky and tired. I mean, it's 821. You're just drunk and cranky. way past my bedtime. I'm not drunk. Not anymore, because you just talked it all out? No, I'm just tired. Why aren't you tired? Woke up really early. Had to get coffee this morning, and luckily, the uh, mother of mine gave me Starbucks gift cards. Shout out to the mother of Dominic. That'll do it for us for today. Hope y'all enjoy yourselves. I don't know. See you at FanFest tomorrow. Yeah, see, see you at FanFest. A's FanFest, Jack London Square from 9 a.m. to 3 p.m. Yep. Free food, free autographs, and pictures with the players and all that other good, fun stuff. Enjoy the Pro Bowl if that's your thing. Enjoy the Royal Rumble if that's your thing. Super Bowl episode next week. I'm going to talk all about the storylines and everything going on with that. And until next time, Dominic, do we have... I think I already know the answer to this. But do we have any fan mail questions and or DMs? No. All right. But, that if, but if they wanted to hit us up, which, you know... You know, I, I, email us, curveballncs, gmail.com. Twitter, CurveballsCS. Facebook, just follow us, Curveballs and Chair Shots. Um, you know, I'm, I'm kind of kind of feeling a little down, Brandon, you know. I, I feel like as many times we plug it, no. I think I'm going to start plugging it early in the podcast. I, because we people fall off late. Exactly. I think because there's some people that just listen to the sports and there's people that listen to the wrestling and then they know when we say that's that will do us, they kind of probably just turn it off. So... I think the first thing that comes out of my mouth is going to be, well, when you say welcome, I'm going to say make sure to follow us, keep up to date, you know, blah, 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 you know, I'm trying to do something like that. Or maybe I'll put it in the description for the first time or forever. Or maybe you can do that too. Maybe I will do that too. So thank you all very much for tuning in. We'll be here next week on a Friday. Next Friday. We've been consistently doing this on Fridays, Dom. I don't know, man. We'll have to stay tuned and find out. I really don't know. So thank you all very much for tuning in. And until next time, my name is Brandon Tagumi. That's been Dominic Hobson, very cranky, tired, drunk boy. Oh my God. Goodbye and good night. Uh, bye-bye. Let me in.